Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Carrie Jack here, and I hope you're having a super blessed day. Really just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have um, my friend, Mr. Stefanos Sifandos, and he is a trained educator and relationship expert with the background in behavioral science. He's passionate about leading people closer to their highest potential and to each other. And Stefano's philosophy merges the best of Eastern and Western methodologies to promote spiritual balance and empower people in life and in love. Oh, so good. From trauma release to navigating the times in murky waters of modern masculinity to helping women understand the men in their lives, he helps people escape negative patterns and cultivate a positive sense of self. And he's also co-founded a world-class coaching and education institute and a global men's empowerment movement. He's also worked with thousands of men and women from all walks of life, including special forces, soldiers, Olympic gold medalists, elite fighters, and everyday people have relied on him to restructure and reframe their relationships with themselves and their loved ones. And in this episode, we have a riveting conversation about relationships and love and healing your inner child and so much more. It's powerful. I got to say, he is so vulnerable. It just, it brings out the authenticity in others, especially myself through the process of this interview. I really enjoyed connecting with Stefanos and he's got a cool workshop coming up. Depending on when you're listening to this, check out Christine Hassler, which is his wife's name, dot com forward slash reconnect. Yeah. So christinehassler.com forward slash reconnect. Sign up for the inner child workshop. It's going to be powerful. I'm most likely going to do it with my wife because it's that good. Um, but regardless, check him out online. He is, he's got hundreds of thousands of followers because he's putting out the truth. He's keeping it real. He's vulnerable and he's a bro. Definitely someone who's happy hustling. So I hope you enjoy it. Please share this with somebody who maybe also can get some value. That's how we just spread this message with more people and ultimately how we stay in the top 0.5% globally ranked podcast out there based on downloads. We've had over 5 million plus streams on this podcast, and I'm so grateful because it's people like you who share it, who who spread the word, and you know episodes like this, I feel like more people need to hear, not in a self-promotional way, but just in an honest truth. Like He's a really powerful human, and he's helping people, so hope you can uh, spread the message. Now, after a quick episode sponsor break, we're going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Real quick, let's face it, being an entrepreneur isn't for the faint of heart. You know, as a business owner, the key to your success is finding a healthy balance between investing time and energy into building your company while still finding happiness outside of work. 
Hence, the happy hustle in systematically harmonizing that ambition and well-being. But if you're drowning in the day-to-day administrative tasks and ready to build more balance into your schedule, well, Belay can help because they've actually helped me tremendously. See, Belay has spent over a decade helping thousands of busy leaders like you and I delegate time-consuming tasks so that you can refocus your attention on what matters most and ultimately maximize productivity by intentionally matching you with exceptional US-based virtual assistants and accounting professionals. The last thing you need is to hustle yourself into a state of burnout. Trust me, I've been there. It sucks. So schedule a call today with Belay and get back to accomplishing what only you can do best. Learn more at belaysolutions.com forward slash happy hustle. That's belaysolutions.com forward slash happy hustle. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, Steph, welcome to the Happiest Podcast, my man. I am super stoked to rock the mic with you. Yeah, likewise, brother. I really enjoyed speaking with you just before we uh, we started here. There's a instant connection. I appreciate being here. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you are a happy hustler. That is for sure. I mean, you are a relationship expert, a trained educator. You have a background in behavioral science, and you talk all about love and healing inner child wounds and relationships. And you also put us through the Front Row Dads, an amazing breathwork session in which I was first introduced to your work. And I was like, whoa, who's this guy? You know, and I got to get to know him more. So John, shout out to him from uh, Front Row Dads, connected us. And I was like, I had to have you on the podcast to just share your wisdom with the happy hustlers out there. And I'm super excited to get into love and relationships and healing your inner child wounds and and so much more. But before we get into all that good stuff, Steph, what's something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? Oh, man, I I have. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give you two things, if that's okay. Yeah. The first is my very deep love for nature, specifically the ocean. Um, there is, yeah, there is just something, man, there is something that just gets me every time at a mm. very deep level, especially now that I'm, you know, I live in Texas in Austin mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm landlocked. That doesn't sound quite right, but I'm not near the ocean. Let's put it that way. I'm yeah. not by the ocean where like I grew up and, it's, 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 you know, that space and distance, I really miss it. And so there's this deep connection that I have, this deep relationship that I have with the ocean and nature, just full stop. And the other part, man, something that I'm unpacking of late is, this may sound strange, but uh, I'm just going to be very direct with you and your audience, is, yeah. um, you know, the fragility of my own masculinity. And let me, let me elaborate and go a little deeper on that. Yeah. And so... I grew up in a very violent, volatile household. And mm. after, you know, decades of uh, deep inner work and evaluation and, and really looking at my past and looking at my family dynamics, really seeing the, the insecurity and fragility in my father's ego and his identity mm. and, and his self-worth and how much of that I've picked up and how much of that I've masked and how I've genuinely done inner work around that. But after having a child... And the dynamics between my wife and I changing, some old afflictions and old patterns of the past have been coming up for me. And I'm noticing Mm. that 
if I have to be really fucking honest with myself, right? And I don't necessarily want to be because who the fuck wants to say, hey, part of my masculinity is fragile or I'm, I'm living and behaving from some insecurity. Yeah. No, no one really wants to fucking say that. I don't want to say that, but yeah. it's true. And I'm yeah. feeling that and I'm experiencing that. And so I'm moving through that right now. And it doesn't mean that I'm completely fragile and I'm completely compensating and I'm completely insecure and I have low self-worth. No, it's not that at all. It's more so that in times of stress and duress, I'm seeing these patterns come out and they still live within me and they still governing some of what I do. And so I've got to go you know, back to the proverbial drawing board and mm. be with this stuff in a deeper way. And I'm just sort of in that process right now, man. And so um, that's why I, I say to your question, um, I answer your question in, in two ways. One is that that deep affinity I have with nature and the ocean, which I don't think many people know about me. And second is this thing that I'm really working through right now. Um, and, you know, the paradox is, brother, is that, you know, I not that I teach men how to be men. I don't do that. Men, men I, what I teach is, hey, you know how to be a man. Let me support you as as a relational being on this planet. Um, yeah. If we vibe with each other, let me support you. Like I seek support from other men as well and other people. Um, but I'm not going to yeah. tell you how to be a man. I'm going to tell you how to do masculinity. Part of being a man is figuring that out by yourself, with yourself, and with other healthy people. Yeah. Um, but I'm sort of retraining myself to be the next kind of man that I want to be now in these in this new evolution of me. So that's sort of where mm. I'm at right now. Wow, man. Powerful stuff, truly. And I appreciate your vulnerability just right out the gates. And and that's one of the things I really appreciate about your work at large is just like you keep it real, like 100% all the time. And I, and I obviously I'm sure there's there's still masks and and things that you hold near to the, the chest and don't disclose as much. I, I'm in the same boat. You know, I, I share scars, not open wounds. I have to heal it first. You know, right. That old saying that I, f- I feel it's just so necessary to be raw though. And, and especially in this, uh, this fake BS, you know, rent a Lambo and take a picture in front of it world, you know, that everyone's like enamored by, but it's like, fuck it. What is going on? You know, it, there's, there's this fake digital identities. I appreciate someone like you who just, again, you know, tells it how it is. And also, comes from a place of raw authenticity where do you think that initially came from that that uh bravery oh man i mean i i feel i don't, I don't feel a contraction when you say bravery maybe maybe i'm just you know i'm just sort of sitting with that and thank you for that very kind compliment and i definitely yeah. see where i've been very brave and courageous in many areas of my life i guess i haven't viewed it that way in this particular instance so i'll just i'll let that sort of permeate in me um but I think where the necessity to be real with myself comes from and with others, I think it comes from a couple of different places. It comes from seeing um, a lot of fakeness in the world because yeah. I was fake so much myself and mm. and that for a very long period of time triggering me. And even now today sometimes it still aggravates me and angers me when I see people that I know are living another life to what they're presenting online, yeah. right? Um, and that's my shit to work with. Like I get that, but it's, it doesn't bother me anywhere near as much as it used to, which is great. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, which is very good um, yeah. for me at least. And so, I think it comes from that place. I think it comes from just living a life of lies for mm. so long, man. And I just got really tired of it. And I made a very profound commitment to myself to just not live that life anymore. And for me, my understanding is that authenticity. 
is the highest vibration that we can live at, right, mm. as humans, as sentient beings. And yeah. so I want to endeavor to do my best. That's not to say that I'm not wearing masks, like you said. It's not to say that I don't hold certain things close to my chest that I only share with other people or I, I share only with myself. My point is I don't want to be out of integrity. It's a practice yeah. that I want to hold. And what I've noticed in my life, brother, is that when I'm not in integrity, my life is quite chaotic and fractured. When mm. I am in integrity, there's there's a there's a beauty to my life and a gratitude that I can access that is just deeper than if I'm not in integrity. And so, you know, after living a life really not being um, real and just lying to myself and others, um, it's very difficult to go back to that for me. Yeah. Oh, powerful, man. And it hits home for me too because – I don't talk about it too much on the podcast, but since we're being vulnerable, uh, <laughs> you know, the truth is like, I, I was so far out of integrity growing up, you know, I, we had plenty of drama and, you know, with our, uh, upbringing, everyone has a story, right. You know, in relation to other people, they had it far worse, but then there's some might look at my past and say, wow, I'm surprised you made it, <laughs> you know? And, um, one thing that I, I really, I went down the path of crime. I was like really up to no good manufacturing, fake money, <laughs> selling drugs, like fighting part of this like white collar gang for a while, just like up to no good, um, stealing, lying, cheating, you know, doing all the things like from zero to 18, maybe not zero, but like, you know, like maybe early teens to 18 and into my college years until I got arrested. I really realized, whoa, this life is going to end me in a box or, you know, in a cell. And uh, I realized when I fully flipped the switch and said no more like this is how I'm going to live in integrity stuff started just aligning you know when you're in full integrity with yourself my finances change shape my relationships with my loved ones change shape my career path you know I've always been an entrepreneur in in spirit but this was it, it was such like a um an eye-opening experience is like, all right, no more living out of integrity. You just flip the switch. And then, like you said, you just, you don't look back. I know for you, I mean, and, and myself, like there's, there's times where you get almost tempted by the forbidden fruit, right? <laughs> where you, you could say one thing and do another. What goes through your mind in that split second when you may result to those old behaviors and, and how do you, um, let's say, choose differently? If I reach a point in my life where I am contemplating reverting back to old behaviors because they are familiar and convenient and they do carry a capacity to relieve some pressure, but it's only momentary, I often just allow the thought process of that to continue. So I'll just, I'll just be with that. Like I'll really, really sit with that thought process and I'll mm. just let it amplify and grow. Like I'll see myself doing the thing that I know I don't really want to do, but that I'm going to just for convenience. And I just allow it to play out without judgment. Hmm. Um, and, and then I attempt to bring compassion into myself through that process. And then I just get very real with myself, man. I ask myself a couple of questions around, um, you know, is this really what I want to do? Without judgment, just being as objective as I can. Like, do I really want this? And if I do, where's it coming from within myself? Let me let me locate that. So I've got to get some real clarity before I go taking action like that because yeah. that could be very destructive 
not so much just for my relationship and my external world, but it could be destructive for my inner world. And yeah. I remind myself that when I am in integrity, when I am really being truthful to myself, life is a lot better. Mm. There's less fear. There's less contraction. There's less pain. Yeah. Uh, life is really a lot better. And so I keep coming back to that. And that, yeah. that helps me and supports me in my process. Mm. I really appreciate that perspective because you're not judging it per se. You're just letting it play out, assessing the consequences of those potential actions and then choosing differently based on the consequences and foresight. And I think that's profound in its simplicity because, you know, we, we have this impulse as humans, right. To just, you know, the get rich quick scheme or the six minute abs or whatever it is. Like everyone wants things quick, the dopamine hits from social media, you know, everyone, I feel like we live in this instant society. And so you can succumb to the, the impulse quite easily without stopping, taking a pause and thinking through the consequences of those potential actions. I do want to pivot a little bit into love at large because you know, one of our 10 alignments of being a happy hustler, we have our soul mapping framework. And one of them is the L, loving relationships. And, and I believe, you know, without love in your life, like you won't be fulfilled. You won't be happy, right? And I think you, in order to really have true love, you know, if you want a 10, you have to be a 10. Like it starts with you. You have to attract that type of love. And, you know, I know there's happy hustlers out there right now who are in a relationship. And then there's others who are seeking a relationship. Talk to us about your journey, specifically like attracting Christine, your lovely wife now. And, and like, how did that manifest? I think you nailed it, man. You know, what we seek we must seek in ourselves first. So what we seek outside of ourselves, we, we must cultivate first within ourselves to some degree. There's not, there's not a complete truth to that in the sense mm. that it's not absolute. And what I mean by that is that we're relational beings, as I mentioned earlier, and we complement each other in the way that mm. we grow and evolve and see the world, right? And so there's not like a complete truth to, oh, if you want something outside of yourself, you have to have it first. Like It, it almost doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't. Like, for example, a material example would be, um, well, I want $10 million in my bank account, but do I have to have $10 million first to have $10 million in my bank account? It's, it's yeah. a bit of an oxymoron, right? Yeah. And so, but energetically, energetically, you have to live in that vibration. And when I say that vibration, I'm not talking about a woo-woo spiritual concept, right? I'm, I'm, I'm literally speaking to the embodiment of the frequency that you wish to live at. Right. Mm. And so that, and to me, that requires a lot of inner work, clearing the clutter of the past. And so to, to start really addressing your question is like, how did I meet Christine? Um, and, 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 and by the way, like our relationship is not perfect by any means, man. Like yeah, I mentioned that either. earlier. Yeah. yeah, of course. And, and we're growing through that. We're going through new levels with each other. But to attract a relationship where we're both willing to do that, I, I, di I really did have to be willing to do my own inner work. Like the expectations I had and the thoughts I had around what does my ideal relationship look like? What does, if I want to be in a relationship and I, and, I, and I did, I got to a point where I did. It was years where I didn't want to be and I, and I wasn't. And I practiced celibacy and I practiced being single and, and I dated and did all those things. And then I, I arrived at a, at a place within myself where I thought, 
yeah, okay, I'm ready for a relationship now. And then literally a week later, I was redu- I was introduced to Christine. Mm. But th- that was a that was a result of inner work. That was a result of inner exploration, shadow work, like really looking at my traumas, that my unresolved, repressed traumas, and working through them, giving them an outlet, giving them release, working through forgiveness, and learning to feel again in really meaningful ways, not hiding from the world. You know, removing my masks, dealing with the shame that I was holding in my body and in my mind. There's mm. many things that I had to work through and move through to be a clearer vessel and and to be clear in what I wanted to be able to communicate that as well I had to practice more effective communication with myself like getting to know the parts of me that that drive me but also with others and so it's a process man it's a process so if you want something and you desire something then it's not only yes you have to be that thing that's part of it but you, you you need to be a clear channel for that thing to enter you for, for you to be able to notice that thing in your world, you can't be cluttered by mm. the muck of the past that is yep. holding you into a pattern that is trying to keep you safe in familiarity. So we have mm. to break those shackles. And that's part of that's part of the inner work. Yeah. Oh, man, so much to unpack there. I mean, I feel like we all get shackled to our story oftentimes, mm. you know, and I know Tony Robbins talks about you have to divorce your story and marry the truth, right? Mm. And the truth is, if you are seeking love out there, you really need to focus on how you can be the best version of yourself so that you can attract attract a counterpart with from that higher state of frequency. Apologies for the interruption, but I got to tell you about something super exciting. My new book, The Happy Hustle Version 2.0, is set to launch soon. And this book is completely revised and entirely enhanced. I'm talking about all new scientific data regarding happiness, all new design and layout. We professionalized the entire manuscript using a very prominent company in the publishing world, and it has way better of a flow to it than the first iteration of The Happy Hustle. This new book can really help you put the happy in your hustle and blissfully balance your life in a systemized way, both personally and professionally. And if you act fast and you actually pre-order The Happy Hustle, you can get over $350 in bonuses. We have a masterclass that's exclusive for people who pre-order. We have a workbook that's exclusive. We have the audio book that is going to be sent out to people who pre-order it. We have amazing Blissful Balancer PDFs and templates for the perfect partner page and so much more. And if you want to actually get the book on pre-order and get all those bonuses, you just have to go to thehappyhustle.com forward slash book and claim your copy today. And I would so appreciate it. And I know you would actually get a lot of value from it because this book is really destined to change lives if you actually implement what's inside. Now that's it. Let's get back to this episode. Peace and love, y'all. And similar to your story, you know, I was running amok, just spreading my seed and not prioritizing my chi energy, just giving it away freely and partying and having fun. I live, was living in Barcelona and and Rio and Bangkok for a while. And I just, you know, I had a blast and I got a lot of it out of my system. And when I was ready to find love, I talk about this in my book, I sat down and I wrote out the perfect partner page, right? It was just simple and just, okay, what is, 
yes, what do they, you know, they look like, you know, what does she uh, um, believe in, you know, faith wise, morals, uh, what's her family like? I just got so specific. And oddly enough, I don't think enough people get crystal clear on the target yet. Just like when shooting a bone arrow, if you don't have a target, you're going to miss every time. Yet we get caught up and we are in this reactive state, especially in our love life where whatever comes our way, we just, you know, decide if it's a fit or not a fit rather than being proactive and manifesting our, our dream target and, and our dream counterpart. And oddly enough, after I created this perfect partner page, wouldn't you know, my wife, Steph, you know, uh, manifested and, and the rest is somewhat history. I mean, we have a plenty of shit. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're working through all of it, but it's, it's not, it hasn't been easy. Like we've been on the, the ropes multiple times about throwing in the towel. And yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think enough people have relationship grit like my friend John and Catherine Gordon talk about these days for you and Christine, if you're okay to go there when you are on the ropes and you're thinking about throwing in the towel or anyone out there, what, what keeps you holding fast and, and really forging that relationship grit? Is there any tactics or, or specific things that maybe you could point to? The first is a reminder of the love that we share and have shared Mm. And coming back to that. So yeah. if ever you're at a point of wanting to throw in the towel when it comes to your relationship, and the relationship very well may be over and the towel may need to be thrown in. Yeah. However, ask yourself this question. Honestly and earnestly, have you, let me put it this way, have I really exhausted all options here? Mm. Have I explored all avenues within myself? Yeah. Have I made the changes that my partner's requesting that actually may serve me and my own patterns or breaking away from old versions of myself? Mm. Have I really gone to those depths? And if you can answer that and say, I really have, I've given it my all, then maybe the relationship is over. But whenever we get to that point, whenever we have got to that point of speaking about separation or, or just not being in, a, in the relationship anymore in this way, we speak very specifically to, and it can be difficult, but very specifically to how the relationship is needs to change. That doesn't mean we need to leave or we should leave. Mm. It does yeah. mean that things really need to change. Are we prepared to do that work? So let's identify what those changes are. Let's identify what we need to do. Can we do it? And are we willing to? Are we really willing to go to that place? Yeah. And have we exhausted all options? Because if we haven't, then all we're doing is bringing our old baggage into another fucking new relationship. Yes. And that's not going to work. It's just not going to yeah. work. And so why not at the very least heal some stuff that's coming mm. up here so that if we move into a new version of our relationship, wonderful. And if yeah. we decide for whatever reason to not be in this relationship anymore, at least we've grown. Yeah. But there's a level of maturity that at some point you need to just start bringing into the relationship and it's got to be actually be beyond your own selfish reasons. Mm. You know, I, I, I lived very selfishly for a long time, man, and maybe I still yeah. am in, in many respects, right? And, and, and my, my selfishness was a, a trauma response. I'm not making excuses. I want to be very clear on that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just giving reasons as to how that's formed in my nervous system and my being. Because I grew up very young, very fast. I was enmeshed and entangled and parentified with my mother specifically. 
I wanted to manage everyone's emotions growing up. Like I felt like I didn't really have a youth and a childhood. Mm. And so when, when things get difficult, right, it, it's not that I'm a runner. I don't necessarily run, but I just don't want to know about it. There is, a, there is an avoidant aspect of me. Like that's, that's for sure, yeah. right? There's definitely an avoidant aspect of, of me. But that's part of my disorganized attachment style as well. And, and so, which, which, which fluctuates between, you know, like insecure and, um, uh, and well, very variations of insecure, I should say. Right. And so, you know, anxious and avoidant specifically. And so for me, I've got to get very real again with who am I being in this relationship? What's, what's arising here for me? How, how can I, how can I change this pattern? Because this isn't just the first time it's coming up. It's, yeah. it's come up in other relationships in different ways. So what can yeah. I do differently? That's yeah. a sort of long-winded way of answering your question. No, man, it's it's sage words. Again, I I really I resonate with have you exact exhausted all options, right? Because if you haven't and you throw in the towel early, you one gonna ha- have regret. Two, you're gonna just bring that shit and baggage to your next relationship, and you're gonna start the process all over. But you won't have that amazing history, and. I, I just think people oftentimes they think the grass is greener on the other side, but the grass is greener where you fucking water it, right? And like you just have to water your grass sometimes. Focus on what you have in front of you and remember where that love came from. Don't compare and despair yourself to Cindy Lou Who and Joe Schmo on the internet going to Cabo. They're just putting out the best versions of the relationship. Yep. They don't talk about the the you know, the fight they got in over how he had to take 17 pictures of her on the pool, you know, while she was drinking her Mai Tai, you know, it's like, they're just, they just put out the one good pick of them smiling. Like, so everyone has their shit, you know? And I just think more relationship grit needs to be forged because this divorce rate keeps skyrocketing. And it's a damn shame. In my opinion, when you talk to men who are on the cusp and women, I know you, you coach both, I mean, is there a process that you go through to heal some of that inner child wounds? I know there is. I know you have a whole workshop, but I want to get into some of that um, that high level work. And then obviously you have something really cool coming up and you have a lot of back end resources. Maybe we can kind of touch on some of those as well for people who do want to go deeper. Yeah, thanks, Carrie. Yeah. So. So, you know, the process, we, we're human beings first, right? Absolutely, there are, there are cultural discrepancies that we face and cultural nuances that we experience and, and even biological nuances as well, right? Uh, you know, female issues are not going to be male issues and male issues are not going to be female issues. And there's definitely a difference there. And for me, I celebrate our differences. And there's also a sameness, right? We're humans mm. as well. And we, we share very – we. We process and interpret intense events and experiences, whether it's it's classified as trauma or it's something else. That's not too relevant. But the intensity of that, we process it very similarly in our bodies, right, in mm-hmm. terms of how we then behave with that, whether it's a retraction or a contraction, whether it's a, a low self-worth that's developed, whether it's violence or, or a protective um, uh, structure that we, we start putting out into the world, whatever it may be, right? But, you know, when I'm, when I'm working with with anyone, but men specifically, so many men don't trust other men. Mm. So many men just don't. They just, they very much struggle to be seen by other men. They struggle to see other men. It's very awkward and uncomfortable for them. 
um, being real and, and authentic or genuine or vulnerable, whatever synonyms you want to use there, is very challenging for so many men. It, it, it reveals to them a, an intrinsic weakness and they can't be weak and because you know they had to grow up being tough or they were teased yeah. for what was perceived to be weak. There's, there's so many areas that we can go into here, right? And yeah. so what we want to do is we want to access this part of the self that hides from the world. That's the shadow work that Carl Jung speaks to, right? Now, yeah. we don't want to judge that part. We don't want, we want to meet it with compassion and non-judgment and curiosity. And we want to bring these parts out. Why are these parts important? Because these parts actually control, govern, and dictate and drive how you behave, how you give and receive love, how you show yourself to the world, your interests, your values, your beliefs, all the things that make you you and all the things that help you pursue. Mm. This is why so many men specifically they accomplish amazing things in the world, yet they fucking feel empty inside. Mm. And they feel empty because obviously they're not full, but they're not fulfilled because there's this part of them that's still saying, you're not enough. You've got to do yeah. more. You haven't proven yourself yet. That validation just isn't quite there and it's never enough. And that's an old maybe father wound. Maybe father left them. Maybe father was violent. Maybe father was absent emotionally, physically, whatever, right? Right. Maybe, you know, that boy was bullied or told that he wasn't enough. And so as a compensatory strategy, he develops this, I'm going to be successful in the world. But it never feels full because that core wound's not healed. So mm. we want to make the unknown known and we want to do that really slowly. In neuroscience, it's called titration and we want to move in and out. So slowly, titration, in and out, pendulation. We want to move in and out of that experience. Take the person to the edge of discomfort, bring them back into regulation. We're going to learn yep. to regulate our nervous systems again. So many people are disconnected from their bodies. So disconnected, man. I love what you do in the world where you're taking people out, specifically men, out in nature and getting them back to earth and back to land. There's yep. something so special in that, man. So unique and so necessary. Unique in today's world, right? Unfortunately, for the majority of the Western world. True. But it, it's, it's, it's what I believe we all need. I know I need it. I'll just speak for me. I need more of that. I shared with you, you yep. know, how important nature is to me. Yeah. So we want to make the unknown known and then we want to gently start moving slowly towards this unknown and get curious about it. There's, there's, there's questions that, that are asked there, there's somatic uh, exercises and practices, there's reflective practices that, that come through, there's vulnerability, emotional release work, trauma release work, and it's all subtle and it starts subtle and it builds and it builds and we develop a body for that. We develop a resilience towards that. Men are good at being resilient. Right, so let's apply resilience and toughness into the into the into the realms of psychology, into the ethereal, into the immaterial, into the spiritual self. Right, and that's where I, I will generally start. But it's it's all through two things that actually precede that: relatability and um, safety. I have mm. to establish rapport and safety with individuals, and we have to relate to each other so that that we can open to each other. Right, yeah. and and I want to I want to show that through my own leadership, through my own vulnerability, through my own truth, right? And I can sit here and I can, and I I really value range, range of expression, Kerry, in um, in in humans, full stop, but particularly men. So I want to be I want to be here with you, and if you're if we're touching on something that's really meaningful and deep and painful for me, if tears are coming up, I don't want to block the tears for the sake of blocking the tears, I just let them come up. But then in another breath, if you say to me, hey, man, let's go work out um, and let's go lift, you know, these 200-pound boulders and move them, you know, 500 yards, I'm like, fuck yeah. Or, hey, man, <laughs> let's do some wrestling or let's go, let's go spar and box. Yeah. Cool. 
I want to be down for all of it. I want to have range in my expression. And I'm yeah. going to come back to something, man, that comes down to clearing the clutter of the past, being a clear channel and mm. having range in intellect, yeah. in our emotional being, in our physicality, in our spirituality and in our relationality as well. Mm. Oh, man, that's beautifully said. And, you know, I think the safety and the relatability that you possess and that your ability to to have emotional intelligence as has what's allowed you to be such a powerful leader in this space of transformation and healing work. I just I appreciate it, man. And, and especially the titration where you can go in and out and, and not push too hard, but, you know, read what's needed in that given moment. And I don't I don't know anyone personally doing it at the level that you're doing it at like it's really awesome and inspiring and and i urge all the happy hustlers out there like we all have wounds that need healing and in order to get to your optimal self and to really happy hustle a life that you love you need to do that shadow work you need to face those demons and you need to have a guide like steph and christine really where can people go tell us a little bit about this um, really cool inner child workshop starting this month. If you're de- depending, if you're listening right when it drops, February 29th, this this inner child workshop is kicking off. Talk, talk to people about what that is and, and where can they go to learn more. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, I, I very much appreciate that. So um, you can go to my wife's website, uh, christinehassler.com slash reconnect is where you can find all this information on our next inner child live training workshop, which is really for everyone. Anyone that wants to get more into their joy, anyone that wants to really feel happiness and contentment um, in their lives, like feel really connected to the things that they're doing, the things that they're watching, the relationships that they're in, if they want to feel more connected to and be proud of their behavior and the way they show up and the quality of their relationships, then this is for you, right? Mm. And often what happens is when we have a wounded inner self or wounded inner child, and and there there are layers and there are versions of our inner selves, right, that are governing, as I mentioned earlier, who we are today. It's that, it's that iceberg scenario of, you know, there's a few percent of the mind that is conscious and the rest is underneath the surface and it's unconscious. And that is where, that's where all of our values, our beliefs and our drivers and the, the, the need and necessity to be safe resides. And it, and it mm. really stimulates how we do life. So if you yeah. want to make more of that unknown known so that you can be in greater mastery of yourself and really yeah. access deep, you know, authentic joy then in inner child work is one modality of many of course but one that is super powerful especially yeah. when combined with other somatic practices and other modalities um, that can really support you in shifting and breaking yeah. through old ways of being right so mm. that you can actually be in a place where oh enough is enough and you can control your urge to be aggressive or you can control your urge to retract and be healthy in your communication. So part mm. of it is we're going to learn healthy communication. We're going to learn how to access these parts of us and communicate with these parts of us. We're going to learn tools and techniques not only for accessing but actually changing behavior and shifting the mm. way we show up in relationship to ourselves and to others. So it's a 10-week course. It starts on the 29th of Feb. Um, they're about 90-minute sessions once a week. There's some integration weeks there as well it's going to be really powerful we've been doing this for four years um this particular course and it's it's super effective wow 
I mean, sounds amazing. I think I'm going to have to sign my wife and I up uh, just to <laughs> so go with you with the happy hustlers through this because, I mean, who doesn't need what this potential workshop can bring to light and, and just foster joy? And I mean, this is stuff it's it's I don't know if you can do it on your own. I mean, really, right? Steph, like it, this, it's tough stuff to do on your own. You know, I share something with you, man, like Christine and I were having a conversation this morning and we were just talking about our relationship and we both agree that we have got to a place where we can't do this on our own. We, we can't go to the next level of our relationship by ourselves. So yeah. we, we've engaged someone to really support it. I mean, we, we have individual support. That's very, yeah. To me, that's a side note that's necessary in, in, in relationship, yeah. but we need someone to help us navigate the complexity and the resentments and the build up for yeah. for so many years that we've been that we've you know has been unspoken there's lots that has been spoken to but lots that hasn't and one thing yeah. I'll say to this as well is you know so many people experience and this was me too man like money blocks and their relationship mm. to money is like burn build or the relationship to to wealth and wealth and money are different things and similar but also different. Their relationship yeah. to wealth and abundance is really skewed, right? Um, and doing inner child work or do, doing this in, inner intra and interpersonal work in a supportive, uh, you know, with with coaches and, and support people that are taking you through a journey, but also doing it with hundreds of other people that are also on a similar journey with you, it unlocks something that gives you an opportunity to heighten your self-worth. And if, mm. you're high, if you're raising your self-worth, you're raising your relationship to, to wealth and what you deserve as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely the wealth and the blocks around money are a byproduct of really getting to know thyself, healing those inner wounds and the, and the, the shadow work that you do with people throughout this inner child workshop, I'm sure it, it expands boundaries in every vertical of life. So check it out. ChristineHassler.com forward slash reconnect. We'll link it up in the show notes as well. And man, Steph, this has been so powerful, brother. I do want to put you through the happy hustle hacks and then the rapid fire yeah. round. Then we'll wrap this up real quick. Yeah, I love so it. This is just happy hustle hacks, meaning like a tip, a tool, a tactic, something in a couple different disciplines, but I want them to be uniquely Steph. Something first and foremost for health. I know health is a priority for you. In order to, you know, serve others, you have to take care of thyself, right? What would you deem a happy hustle hack in the health game? Yeah, okay, cool. I mean, there's so many and none are going to be original to me per se, obviously. Yeah. Um, there are far better people like our friend Ben, um, yeah. you know, and Asprey and a bunch of other, by yeah, my yeah. friend Luke's story, a bunch of other biohackers that are far more informed than you and I. But something that I do in the morning, man, is um, like part of my routine in the morning. So I'll, I'll, I'll wake up, I'll, I'll, I'll get out of bed and I'll stand and I'll, I'll sort of try and do it here, but I'm standing and I'm, I'm lengthening my spine. I'm, I'm just trying to get mm. the top of my head to the ceiling. Like I'm just really lengthening and pushing my feet into the ground. So I'm just lengthening my spine that way. And mm. I'll do that for, I don't know, like 60, 90 seconds and breathe. Like I'll breathe with that as well. And then I'll do um, an oil pull, so coconut oil. And that's yep. an old Ayurvedic practice. So yep. I'll just pull that for like five to 20 minutes. Um, and then I'll scrape, scrape my tongue and then I'll drink 24 ounces of water with Redmond sea salt. Um, and then I'll brush my teeth and, and that's sort of the beginning stage. Then I'll do some stretches while I'm doing the oil pulling or I'll just sit and pull oil 
and I'll just sit in sort of silence, eyes closed, um, and just be with the yeah, not putting the oil, you know. And that's that's yeah. the beginning stages of my my morning routine. Yeah, for those are those are great and definitely uniquely stuff. I love it. That that's uh, <laughs> that's why I asked that question because who would have thought? You know, um, I mean, everyone has a morning routine with a lot of the similar principles, but that, those are some unique yeah. components. I love it. Yeah. Let's talk about money too. You know, I, yeah. I see money as a tool, right? It's a frequency. Yep. It makes you more who you are. What would you say is a happy hustle hack when it comes to money for you? Maybe something that you do to save or invest or spend wisely. Yeah. Um, so for me, every dollar that comes in, 40% goes to savings or investment, savings mm. slash investment. Right? I'm, I'm essentially investing that money um, yeah. in some capacity. Um, 30% goes to um, tax. And let me just be very clear, I'm not paying anywhere close to that in tax with, yeah. with the strategies I have in place. However, yeah. I put that money away, right? And then it just gets converted yeah. into investment and savings. Um, and everything is very much above board as well with, with what I do because I I, I, I want to be, obviously. Um, yeah, and then the same. remainder is just is, is OPEX and just, you know, life, spending and so forth. And so for me, um, that's, a, that's a principle that I live by. Um, I, I believe it's called money first. No, hold on. Profit first. Profit, profit first. Profit. Yeah. yeah profit first. Michael's coming on the podcast, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's great. Yeah. But I didn't actually learn that from there. I actually learned it from Dr. John D. Martini many, oh, nice. many years ago. Many years yeah. ago, right? Um, so that's that's sort of one thing. And another thing I say from someone that's come from, you know, multiple six figures of credit card debt, because I chose to, you know, go into years ago, obviously, to yeah, go yeah. into my well, not obviously, but let me be clear, years ago, <laughs> um, I, I chose to go deep into my own work and I, that's how I survived using a credit card that I had a very low, a very um, high limit on. Um, don't keep yourself in debt. Mm. I, it's, 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 don't, don't, I should say, more, more to say this, don't perpetuate debt. I'm not saying focus on paying down yeah. your debt. I'm actually not going to say that because there's, yeah. there's some mechanics behind that. But don't perpetuate debt. If you can't buy it, you can't afford it, don't fucking get it just to keep up yeah. with Joneses. Don't yeah. do that. So yeah. that, that's say that as well. That's yeah, a whole. No. <laughs> wise, wise words. I, I, I totally agree. Like being debt-free is absolutely liberating. I'm just so grateful for that freedom that I feel because I wasn't debt free. I had credit card debt in my early 20s and it was like, <gasps> it's like suffocating, you know, every day. And so I, and I do think having that principle of knowing how much goes allocation to spending and saving and then investing. And then obviously Uncle Sam has to get his cut. So I think it's wise um, and explore tax strategies like our good buddy Garrett Gunderson talks about, right? <laughs> so there you go. All right, man, let's talk about spirituality real quick. Happy hustle hack, something that you do to just connect to a higher power. I know there's a ton, but maybe something, again, a little uniquely stiff. Yeah, man, for me, it's, it's, it's various ways, but nature. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, I'm just going to go to something that's accessible for most of us. You know, mm. even if you're living in New York City, which is a megalopolis, right? Like, get to get to a park or something, but like, deeply, deeply nature. Like, that's yeah. that's where that's for me. And also, um, in in done in very specific ways, um, sacrament and plant medicine can be a beautiful access point to expanding consciousness and touching something deeper. 
alongside breathwork. Yeah. Yeah. Great recommendations there. You know, I fully believe nature is the remedy to really connect to a higher power, you know? So, and and I've done plant medicines and, and, you know, journeys and I, it it was profound. I do think now it's getting glorified and and people are, everyone and their mother's a shaman now. And it's like, (laughs) you have to use discernment when you're going that route, but I I do think it can be powerful. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, all right, man. I want to respect your time. Real quick, happy hustle, uh, rapid fire round. So this is just random questions, and I ask you yeah. and you answer honestly. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. yeah ready. All right. Let's go. Favorite food? Oh, pasticho. Oh, nice. Favorite movie? <laughs> Bicentennial Man. Nice. Favorite book? Walking with the Himalayan Masters. Ah. What's your spirit animal? Oh, <laughs> Oh, I see it. Best business advice. Uh, be consistent. Mm. Three things you're most grateful for. My daughter, mm. my wife, and my willingness. Yeah, brother. I mm. feel that. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what's that billboard read? Be willing to do what your uh, generations before you weren't. Mm powerful brother man i just want to take a moment to acknowledge you steph for sharing your love your light your wisdom your unapologetic self i mean your inner child workshop with the happy hustlers and this potential uh you know opportunity for people to just really become a better version of themselves and heal some of those past wounds man i I really appreciate the work you're doing and i just want to say thank you thanks care i appreciate you man it was was great um connecting in this way and I, i look forward to many more uh Uh, connections with you and I moving forward. Yeah, man, same. The collaborations are are definitely coming in the future and I'm stoked to potentially have you out at the Montana Mastermind soon, man. Um, And uh, go ahead and just mention where's the best place for people to follow you online as well and and maybe that workshop link one more time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so at Stefanos Safandos, any of my social media channels, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, um, and, uh, with respect to the, the URL link, it's uh, christinehassler.com slash reconnect. Nice. Awesome. Brother. Final question. What does happy hustling mean to you? Oh man. Uh, I think it's, it's doing what you love, um, and monetizing what you love, uh, but not being addicted to the hustle. Right. And mm. so the hustle doesn't control you. Um, but you have greater mastery over the hustle. Mm, mic drop y'all Steph this has been an honor thank you all for watching and listening peace and love everyone we're out real quick guys I gotta share with you a little secret and that is optimal sleep If you are not sleeping optimally, you are not going to be able to happy hustle a life that you love. You can listen to podcasts, you can read books, you can, you know, do your best to go to the gym and eat healthy. But if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to be a happy hustler. That's just the damn truth. But fortunately for you, I have a little secret weapon, and that is magnesium breakthrough. These are seven different forms of magnesium all in one little capsule. And then you can actually optimize your sleep because it legit reduces the cortisol levels and helps with deep relaxation so that you are sleeping optimally. 
And the best part is they actually stand behind their products at Buy Optimizers. You get a 365-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it for whatever reason, send it back. Check it out at magbreakthrough.com, and you can get up to 33% off today. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com forward slash happy. Now, back to this episode. Real quick, y'all, I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health, as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health, because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance in your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my Therasage infrared portable and affordable 360 plus sauna. This thing is my go-to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable and it actually is made by a family-owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happy House podcast, you can just go to theirsage.com and you could just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can dis- decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which... I'll just tell you there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out, Therasage, that's T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and then use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site, but I'm just referencing this Thera 360 Plus sauna. I have the black one, love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually... You know, you have hand holes where you can stick your hands in. So you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes. So your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas, like at the gym, potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a hot rocks. Those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this Therasage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therasage.com, and then use code HAPPY to save. Now let's get back to this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Me? Mm-hmm.